is more than just a bump on the head. And that's what we think. It's just a ding. It's just a bang. It's just, it's okay. I'll get uh, well before I get married, as my mother always told me. But head injuries are serious. And so today we're talking with a special guest, Safe Kids of Northeast Florida. She is the coordinator, of, she is the prevention coordinator of Wolfson's Children's Hospital and of Safe Kids Northeast Florida. She works here at the Players Center for Child Health. Uh, please welcome Ms. Jessica Winberry. So we're going to talk again about helmets and head injuries. So Jessica, thank you again for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking with you. All right. So kids are out there. Adults are out there acting like kids. We're talking about anything that moves and anything that you're, anytime there's movement, there can be a head injury because people bump into things. They doesn't always have to be a direct blow. doesn't have to cause unconsciousness, but they can hit their head on a tree. They can hit their head on the ground. They can hit their head on another person. Uh, it's not always a bump. It could be a rotational type uh, force that, that happens that causes them to have a head injury. But what's important about helmets? And uh, why do I need to wear a helmet on a bicycle? My goodness. Yeah, so we see, you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids out there, um, some wearing helmets and some not wearing helmets. And we know that a properly fit helmet can greatly reduce the risk of a head injury if we're in a bike accident or skateboarding in fall. So it's it's so important that people not only wear a helmet, but they, they wear the correct helmet and they wear it properly fit. Okay. How can I... How can I know it's a good fit? Any little tips there? One, you fit helmets on people all the time, but I go into XYZ Sporting Goods store and I'm looking for a bike helmet. Uh, of course, they want to sell me the most expensive one or the coolest looking one, but what do I really need to be looking for? So if we're buying, if we're purchasing a helmet from a retail store, then more than likely it's going to meet those requirements that, that make it a safe helmet. So um, if when you're in a retail store, what we're really looking for is, is the correct helmet, first of all. So we've got all types of different helmets. So we've got bike helmets, which are used specifically for riding a bike. There are multi-sport helmets that can be used for more than one activity. So a multi-sport helmet could be used for someone that bikes, someone that skateboards. So we first of all want to identify what is the correct helmet. So those types of helmets are used for non-motorized bikes, um, scooters, and skateboards and things like that. So from there, we always want to make sure we have the smallest helmet to fit. So we want that helmet to fit perfectly, but we don't want to go ahead and buy a bigger helmet so it lasts longer because that moves around on the child's head too much. It makes it very difficult to fit. So when we have a properly fit helmet, I see this very rarely. Um, and most of our parents kind of come to us and say, I just didn't know how to make it fit like that, but it needs to be snug, level, and stable. So snug means that when we move our head, you know, a child shakes their head, yes or no, it's not just moving around. Um, stable, it shouldn't be more than, you know, two fingers from the eyebrow to the top of the helmet. So we're protecting that whole front part of the, that brain and um, snug level and stable. So we want to make sure we're accomplishing all three of those things. And then when, you know, when you check that helmet, we grab it and kind of move it around a little bit. It's not moving. So some of the most common things we see is that, the helmet's really far back on the head. So that whole front part of the brain is exposed to injury. So if we fall forward and the helmet is not there to protect us because it's way on the back of our head, we could injure that front part of the brain. So oftentimes families um, have them too loose, have them too far back, and then don't 
um, don't have that chin strap tight enough. So a lot of kids, um, you know, say, oh gosh, it's too tight. And so parents loosen it up just too much. So remember, if we even just fall off our bike and that helmet shifting around, it's not going to protect our head the way we need it to. Okay. And that's very important to remember with helmets, whether it's a football helmet, a baseball helmet, a, a multi-use helmet, a bike or whatever, Helmets do not prevent concussions. They prevent skull fractures. And so it's what moves around inside the brain that is what's important. I use the analogy a lot of times of an egg yolk inside of the egg. It's moving around in that fluid, bouncing both sides of the, um, of the shell, twisting, torquing, whatever it's doing inside there. So it's important to understand that a, that a, it's not a bump on the head. It's a brain injury. And that's what we're trying to prevent by using these helmets. And a kid falls off a bike. I have to admit, I fell off a bike uh, at an older age. Um, I had my helmet on, which I was grateful for. I broke my wrist, but the wrist can heal. The brain takes a lot longer to heal, um, depending on the severity of the injury and that. But uh, I'm very grateful I had the helmet on as well during that time. So, Jessica, enough of my personal stories. Um, what, uh, what else do we need to know about, um, these helmets, do you think? So I think a lot of what we end up seeing when we talk to parents is, you know, we've got our little ones who can tend to be more compliant. So, you know, they're four five, six years old and they're not complaining about wearing their helmets. So it's kind of easy, but what we see in those age groups and what I hear parents say is they wear the helmet um, unless they're in their driveway or their cul-de-sac or they're close by to their house. So for some reason, parents seem to think that if they're not out riding on their bike really far, that they don't need to wear the helmet. Remember, you can sustain the same injury from hitting your head in the cul-de-sac as you could a mile down the road. So I think that's one of the things that we see a lot of parents um, kind of do is that they don't need to wear the helmet when they're just riding around close to home. There's concrete in the driveway, as well as on the sidewalks or in the street. So, And we typically fall off. I mean, a, a small child falling, just falling off their bike and they hit their head. Remember, they're really top heavy and they go down head first. Um, so that's what we tend to see a lot of the misuse going on and some of the misconception of what needs to happen with our little ones. And then, of course, as we start getting into some of those preteen ages, we see more of the just non-compliance. So what happens oftentimes is nobody's wearing helmets anymore. So that one parent that's trying to get their kid to wear their helmet, they just give up the battle and um, don't require that their child wears a helmet. And so, you know, remember, and those preteens, those teenagers, sometimes kids are out doing things more independently and aren't always around their parents. So, you know, we see those kids being a little bit more risky, maybe, um, you know, engaging in some other tricks that they wouldn't have done around their parents. And now they're not wearing a helmet. So we see a lot of those injuries happen just because they're not wearing their helmet. And remember here in the state of Florida, helmets are required for kids 16 and under. Um, so it is a requirement by law. And we also want to remember just it's important to think about some of the rules of the road as well. So, of course, a helmet is going to reduce our risk of head injury. But if we can follow some of the you know rules of the road, we will tend to have less injuries that make that helmet have to work for us. So uh, making sure that parents 
teach their kids or kids learn, you know, where do I cross the street? What side of the road do I ride my bike on versus walk on? A lot of people don't know those things. And those are going to increase our risk of being injured and making that helmet have to work. Okay. Very, very, very good about the law. Uh, Cause you do see a lot of kids that are under 16 that are riding bikes uh, without helmets and um, you see them and it doesn't matter the economic status of the neighborhood. We're seeing golf carts, we're seeing small scooters, we're seeing go-karts, we're seeing small little motorbikes and things like that and kids speeding up and down the street and that. But uh, talk a little bit about golf carts and small scooters and things like that, yeah. and the, the value of helmets, because the parents are there and there are no seatbelts in golf carts. And Golf carts is an area of injury that we've really seen increase um, here over the past couple of years. So, you know, a golf cart um, is really, you know, a fast moving vehicle. And what we see a lot of times, some, you know, sometimes we see parents and adults are driving the golf carts, but they don't have the same requirements that a car does. So there might not be seatbelts. There's not doors that are going to protect someone from falling out or falling off. And so a lot of times parents may be transporting their kids on these um, golf carts and they go to turn a corner and there's nothing that's stopping their child. Remember, a child is lighter than we are and they fall. And again, they usually fall head first. So we see a lot of kids be, you know, they're just, um, falling off those golf carts with their parents driving them. And then we start to see a lot of times with these golf carts that kids are now driving them. So, you know, it's a mode in a neighborhood where, you know, the kid could run over to their friend's house. And so we've got kids that are driving these golf carts that don't know how to drive. So, you know, learning to drive, you know how to take a corner and you know that you need to slow down at certain times. And so we've got a lot of our, our preteens and teens that are not licensed drivers that are out with their friends driving a machine that goes quick and they don't have those skills that are associated with knowing how to drive something like that. So we have increased, we have seen increased amount of injuries coming to our children's hospital because of golf cart injuries. And it's almost always a head injury. Right. And those also include um, ATVs or all-terrain vehicles, which uh, we see spinal cord injuries as well as head injuries and fractures and uh, various other injuries that are pretty traumatic uh, in kids and in adults in that too. So very important. So Jessica, uh, we're speaking with the uh, coordinator uh, for Safe Kids of Northeast Florida and our prevention coordinator with Wolfson's Children's Hospital, Jessica Winberry. So Jessica, give us a little bit more of your thoughts on helmet safety, head injury prevention as we wrap up. Sure. So um, you kind of mentioned their ATVs and that's another thing that we've seen a real increase with, with injuries. And they're again, typically related to the head. Um, so anything you're riding like a four wheeler, an ATV, a dirt bike, there are specific helmets that need to be worn when riding something that's motorized. And so um, if families choose to you know, buy those types of, of um, equipment, then they need to make sure that they include that helmet as a piece of the equipment. Another thing to really consider is making sure you understand how that piece of equipment should be used. So ATVs can be super fun and, and you know, um, families have a great time on those, but many times they're designed for an adult driver, but yet kids are, are driving them. And so they don't have the arm length to be able to appropriately turn the turn the wheel. And so we see accidents happen that way. We also see a lot of times that those ATVs 
are being driven on a road. Um, an ATV is not meant to be driven on pavement. And so the tires are not designed to, um, to, to function the same way. So again, anything that we've got our kids riding on, we really need to understand how that should be used because oftentimes it says right in some of these directions that it should not be used this way. And that alone will help decrease the risk of injury to our children. Okay. We're talking helmet safety, head injury prevention with Jessica Winberry of Safe Kids of Northeast Florida. Do you have some, uh, tell us real quickly, some of the helmet fitting programs that you do have and when and where you might do that? Yeah. So Safe Kids Northeast Florida, um, we have several certified helmet fitters, which means that we have gone through training. Um, as simple as it sounds, most of our parents come in and tell us they did not know how to fit the helmet. And so um, we have got helmet fitters that can you know, um, provide a free helmet fitting for any family that's got a helmet and um, needs to call us and we can give you that information to put to put up. We also at certain times have um, free helmets that we can provide, you know, while supplies last and based on availability. But we do have sometimes have families that um, don't have access to a helmet or don't have a helmet, but they have got a kid that's riding something. And so um, we can provide those types of services um, to make sure that kids are using those pieces of equipment. And during those times when we do those helmet fittings, we can also share some other education that hopefully reduces their risk of being in, in, an, in an accident at all. All right. Well, great. This is a very, very valuable information, Jessica. We appreciate this. And we thank you for your insights and uh, giving us a better understanding of helmet safety and head injury prevention. And we'll have some of these resources in our show notes for your reference. So we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of the Youth Sports Safety Update. We're dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Please share what you've learned and implement to make sports and those who participate even safer. One way is to make sure your school or sports team is prepared is to have a certified licensed athletic trainer present. Please subscribe to our podcast, write a review, and search our website at jaxsmp.com. The Youth Sports Safety Update is produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP. I'm your host and producer today, Jim Mackey. So please join us again soon. Thank you and have a safe summer.